Hello, um, uh, uh, my name is Tony S. I'm a grateful recovered and compulsive overeater, and I um, and I'm a hundred pounder, and I also do big book study. So I am so grateful um, uh, to be asked to speak. Um, it was um, I think last minute, but I was it was I was happy for the opportunity. Um, you know, something that I was praying about and really um, frustrated about. I'll, I'll just say a little bit that I have a, a, a particular medical condition and it requires, um, doesn't have anything to do with over, overeating or anything like that, or ravages of the, my body from being overweight. But um, so I require medication and it comes uh, from a specialty pharmacy and um, having a lot of supply, supply issue. Uh, problems, and I was very, very frustrated. And you know, prior to program, I, I, I just not, I, I would have used that as excuse to, to uh, compulsively overeat. I would say, I'm so frustrated about this situation. Let me go eat this to soothe me because I'm so frustrated. And, um, and you know, I, but I didn't do that. I, I prayed about it, and I just, I prayed for direction, and, um, and. I was able to to uh, just advocate for myself in a much better way than I would have done in the past. I, I would I just would have been angry, angry, and 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 um, and just you know sought food to soothe me. But I I was able again you know follow seek direction. I advocated for myself and just pressed on, and I got some resolution. And so as soon as I was waiting for a phone call, the phone call came that the matter had been resolved. And then I saw a message saying that they needed a speaker tonight. And I said, this is what I need to do to give back. I mean, you know, this blessing has come my way and I need to give this back. So, um, so I'm grateful to have the opportunity to um, speak tonight and to, uh, you know, share this blessing that came my way today. Um, so uh, as I said, I've been, I've been in program now for, um, it will be three years in um, the end of January, and uh, my life, you know, as many people you may have heard say my life, even a bad day in, in, um, in program now is so much better than all the days that I experienced before. Um, I was someone that considered myself a religious person. I uh, thought I had a good relationship with God, my higher power. Um, but I learned in working, becoming in this program and working the steps that I did not have the relationship I thought I had. I uh, um, I did not know how to um, trust in my higher power. I did not know how to um, be able to not use food as a solution. I didn't know any of that. Uh, but in coming into the program and working the steps, I, I learned all those things, and that helped me to have the recovery that's promised. Um, I first started with uh, my relationship, and not a good relationship with food, when I was probably about six years old. And I didn't know it then, but um, I didn't know it was called, called compulsive overeating, but I knew that I did not have the relationship with the other kids had with food. I just, I, other kids could like take it or leave it, but that wasn't the case for me. It just seemed like I um, wasn't satisfied with the normal portion. 
uh, you know, I wanted what adult people ate, <laughs> not what children ate. As they say, you go out to eat. Here's the children's menu. I, the children's menu didn't satisfy me. I wanted a larger portion. And I don't. I really don't know why. I can't say where it started. I just know that from the early on, probably six years old, I like to eat, and um, I I have thought after coming in a program because I really wanted to try to struggle and figure out where that came, where it came from, and the only thing I can think of it think is that um, I there was a time period where my um, uh, my brother had been in a serious car accident, and so he was in the hospital. My mother was was or, you know scrambling around to the hospital to see him, and at the same time, my father had a work injury, and she was scrambling. And she used to say to me, and I feel like I said, hate to say, you know, those of us, anyone who's on the line that's a parent, but the last thing you want to hear is, oh, you blame, you know, moms or dads get blamed for any issue their kids have. So I, I hate to even say that, but. I I do remember that my mom used to tell me, she used to take my face and say, I need you to be good. And I took pleasure in wanting to be good. And I so I became a people pleaser. I felt like I was a people pleaser. I was the youngest child in my family. And I when I would hear conflict or things that were going around, because everyone was so much older than me, and I sometimes didn't understand, you know, that that's just life and how people don't always get along. But I would just be little Miss Cutie and try to make people smile and laugh, and and I just I kind of took on that role as is a uh, you know pleasing and you know when there was conflict or whatever and I maybe didn't understand things and I would just seem like food soothed me and so I that just became a habit um, when I was um, a little older and I could come home from school by myself I would find myself cooking things. You know, I, I could make a few little things and I found myself cooking things. And, you know, but I knew enough to cook it and clean it up or even if I was just making a sandwich or something, clean it up and, you know, my mom come home from work and it was only about an hour or so, but I I made good use of an hour. I found a way to eat something, clean it up, put it away. My mom would come in, cook dinner, and I would be sitting right there ready to eat. Like I hadn't, like I had only had the lightest of a snack, maybe a piece of fruit or something like that. I began to lie about what I ate. Oh, I just had a piece of fruit, Mom. Right? This, you know, whatever. And so that went on, and my mom knew something was wrong because I, she took me to the doctor, and the doctor said, "Tony's gaining weight." And my mom was looking for all kinds of. Are you eating with your older siblings? Because I had an older sister and two brothers. Are you, you know? And they did say I did eat with them. And they're like, "Don't feed her." And that became the beginning of what I call sneaky eating. You know, me kind of like following behind them, kind of trying to get a little something extra to eat or going in the refrigerator or my mom and dad went off to bed. And, you know, it's just a really vicious cycle, really just a really poor relationship with food and um, and just, you know, what was a normal portion. And I just didn't understand. I didn't understand why that was the case for me. Um when I was a little bit older, I had some friends and and a couple of friends, and they were overweight. And I and I knew that my parents did not think that was a good idea because they were like, "Why are you hanging with these little girls? They're overweight, and um, you know we don't want you. We, we don't want them to rub off on you." And I was like, "I'm thinking to myself, I finally have some friends who accept me for who I am. Everybody else, every other kid is teasing me unmercifully in school and in the neighborhood." 
but these friends, these girls are they're like me and they 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 eat like me they understand me i don't have to feel you know bad about myself so i ignored it and continued hanging out with these little girls but so time passed and i was about getting ready to go to high school the next year but one of our friends was like a year older and she was already in high school and we noticed that she had lost a lot of weight and so she told us that she had went to a doctor and she got diet pills, and it was a supervised program with a doctor. And mind you, this I'm 62 now, so this was in, in like 1974. And um, and so I um, begged my mom to please let me go and see this doctor. And so the doctor put me on diet pills, gave me a little little envelope. And when I look back at it, like I almost cringe when I think about it. Like it's like a secret. You go there, you go to the doctor, they give you a little envelope with the pills and you take it and he gave me a diet plan to follow. And he said, you follow this and you come back. And, you know, I would go back like every week and I would get weighed and, and I made really good progress. I followed the meal plan faithfully and uh, I lost a lot of weight. And when it came time to start high school, that following year, I was, uh, you know, very much a normal size, and um, and so I went through high school, and and one of the things that my mom had said to me, you know, if you're overweight and you go to high school, you're not going to have friends, you're not going to have a boyfriend, you know, it's going to be miserable for you, and uh, so that was in my head, and, and I remember being excited because I went there, and I met people, and I had friends and I even had a boyfriend you know I had a boy that was interested in me for the first time as opposed to being teased and um and so so all the great things that happen when you know your normal size were happening for me and I said okay this is great and uh you know went through high school I struggled a little bit to keep it off I, I did go went to some gyms um gyms and exercised and I was even with the Weight Watchers uh, a couple times between high school and college. I mean, I was always able to kind of get the weight off and basically still stay, you know, a, a normal size. And when I was um, a senior in college, I was engaged. And the gentleman that I was engaged to, um, you know, I realized that there, that there were a lot of problems there. And he had a lot of issues with um being truthful about things. And I just, I felt like that that would not be a good future for me if I continued that relationship. And so I broke up with him and ended it. And and so I had, you know, plans for my life to be married, you know, at that age and, you know, us setting up a new home and, and everything. And so when that didn't happen, I just came home and um, I should have just said, oh, wow, I dodged a bullet. Isn't that great? Uh, but I somehow didn't do that, and, and and whereas I seemed to have been in control before, I just lost it, and I went and reverted all the way back to that young girl, like 12 years old, and I just, seen, just a, the pounds just seemed to roll on. As the years went on, the pounds just rolled on, and mind you, by this time, I'm in my early 20s, and so all through my early 20s, I was just continuing to gain weight. And there were periods of time where I may, I may have gone to a gym and worked, or I may have gone to Weight Watchers a little bit, or I may have done something. I may have stayed the same weight for maybe a year or two. But then I'm not sure what happened. Something happened. I would, you know, kind of get off track, whatever, and gain, and gain maybe 50 pounds or whatever. 
And, you know, I I would uh, just ignore the size I was before, like the season would change, and I would go, okay, time to go shopping again. And I would just, I didn't, you know, pay much attention to it. Some more time rolled on, and I, I still stayed overweight. I would tell myself, oh, it's better to stay um, overweight than to do yo-yo dieting. Yo-yo dieting is bad for your body. And I, I seemed to tell myself that it was a lie. I was telling myself it was better to stay overweight and just gain weight in, in increments as opposed to gaining and losing, gaining and losing. Like that was so much worse. To, you know, So I wouldn't even try. I didn't even try. For years and years, I didn't even try. I just prided myself on, oh, okay, you know. Uh, just just going like this. I love myself, you know. I I I look at I took it to say, well, if people aren't happy with the size they are, they don't love themselves. And I love myself, and I'm just gonna stay this way, and I'm gonna be happy. You know, darn it, I'm gonna be happy. And um, I met my husband. He accepted me the way I was. I got pregnant, um, and uh, I had gestational diabetes. And then after giving birth, uh, two years later, I became a full-fledged two, type 2 diabetic. And, you know, the years rolled on, and I just, you know, I was like, give me a pill to fix it. It was just like, just fix it. I, I ended up on one diabetes medication, then another diabetes medication, one high blood pressure pill, then another high blood pressure pill. Then finally, I had vascular disease. I didn't needed to wear um, uh, compression stocking. So it was just like, fix it. Give me a pill. Give me a device. Give me something. Just fix it, you know, so I can just continue going on with what I'm doing. Um, you know, I was unwilling to make any changes or do anything different. And I, and part of me, I was deceptive in my thought process that, like, that it was okay to do that. Um, and so finally, after so many health issues, and then I lost two dear friends that had the vascular disease. And I had one friend who said to me, um, shortly before he passed away, I tried to, I asked him, I said, how did this, could you tell me, like, how did you get to this point? Because he had, had, a, he had two amputations. He had lost both his legs. And I started getting scared. And, uh, he um, he said to me, if I had done something 10 years ago, I wouldn't I'm be in this situation. Just five minutes Thank you. 10 years ago, I wouldn't be in this situation. And so I decided at that point that I needed some, desperately needed some help. And so I decided to have weight loss surgery. And although, yes, I got the weight off and I felt great, I felt fixed. Well, what ended up happening was about two years after that, two and a half years after that, I started to gain weight back. And I thought, I said, my goodness, this I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Everything that I've tried through human aid to get this weight off to now keep this weight off, and now I'm starting to gain it back. I knew someone, I knew two family members that were going, they were involved in OA. And I had tried OA years ago, but I never got a sponsor. So I want to make this point, I never got a sponsor. I would go to meetings and listen sometime, and this is in person, but I didn't get a sponsor. And I never really, I never worked the steps. And because um, I, I was unwilling, I couldn't understand how this all worked together until I didn't do it. And I just put OA on a burner and, and continued on with my life. But this time I said, they seem happy. They seem to have a handle on, you know, not suffering, handle on their eating. You know, each day may not be perfect, but they're they're happy. So 
they said, get on a meeting. Just start with getting on a meeting. Like, all you need to have is some willingness. And I said, I'm willing to do that. And I got on a meeting. I called in. I listened to a speaker like I'm speaking now. And um, and I liked what they had to say. And, and I listened, you know, I listened afterwards for the discussion portion of the meeting. And I liked what the people had to say. And I thought to myself, I took a deep breath and I said, this is home. I am at home now. All I need to do is just be willing, just listen, get me a sponsor, and start working with a sponsor, and I can have the recovery that's promised. I can have the recovery that's promised. And so, and that's what I did. And I started working the steps with my recovered sponsor, and I was willing to do whatever she said. And um, and that's what I did. And I just, each day I get up, I commit myself to work in this program, you know, because it's the, our recovery is one day at a time. It's not like you have it forever. It's not like it's one day at a time. And and that I accept my higher power and the loving relationship that I've developed with my higher power and that I turn my will over to my higher power and I can have that recovery that's promised. And I work with, uh, with people in program and I do outreach and Every day, even a bad day in program, like I started out the saying I was frustrated about this medication um, issue that I was having that's been going on for like a couple weeks now. But, you know, because I, I have tools of recovery that help me, then I, then I know, I, I know I'm, not, I know I'm not alone. I, and the other thing I want to say before I get off the meeting is that, um, you know, in our step 12, we said we carry these principles in all our affairs at work and and relationships with my job and things like that and I found myself trying to control the show all the time and and so it the program helped me not just with the food but helped me in how I deal with other people how I deal with resentment I, I often had difficulty just having conversations with people if something bothered me I would bottle it up and then you know use food as a solution and so I learned in program to have conversations with people in a loving and kind way. Even my husband, my daughter, um, I, I, some relationships that I was struggling with, that I had issues with someone, or maybe they had issues with me, but I was willing to be open and, and listen to those, some of those hard, hard conversations and repair some relationships, some things that I had done wrong, which I couldn't see that before. I was unwilling to see my fault in things. And so program has helped me in all my affairs, not just with the food, in all my affairs, and has taught me I don't need to use food as a solution to soothe me. I have tools of recovery, and I, I just have to be willing each day. Um, so I am grateful, 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 and, again, grateful for the opportunity to share. And, um, again, my name is Tony S. I live in Eastern Standard Time, and my number is 215 Two three nine eight six six zero. You can call or text anytime. I'd love to help. And um, thank you. Um, thank you for letting me share.